Hi guys, welcome to another Daily Juice with myself, Ray Qureshi. Today I will be previewing Double Game Week 23 and a few juicy assets that I think we should all consider. First of all, of course, we've had the announcement of Double Game Week 25 and also we got the blank, of course, in uh, Game Week 28. So we need to consider the assets going forward to kind of plan. So it's very dangerous to bring assets who are going to be blanking because obviously you're going to look to move them on. So first up, West Ham versus Chelsea. Uh, no one really interested from West Ham, so I won't go with that. In regards to Chelsea, Kepa, the gift that keeps on giving. Other players that I like is uh, Badia Shile because uh, they are not in. They did not register him for the Champions League squad, so I believe he'll start mostly every single Premier League game. And of course, we got Reese James. If you look at his uh, points recently, it looks like some coding out of the matrix to zero and ones, but we know how explosive he is. Next game, Arsenal versus Brentford. Um, you know, from Brentford, Ben Mee's been absolutely phenomenal. You got him, you keep him, but sorry, if you've had him, enjoy what you've done, but probably look to sell him on now because uh, he's going to have a blank and also no double game week. So probably focus more on getting uh, assets who are in the double game week, who have double game weeks. Arsenal, um, I think the top three at the moment would be, for myself, uh, Gabriel Saka and Erdegaard. Uh, personally, I'm looking to bring in Saka for a hit at the sacrifice of Martinelli because I have, I do have some concerns. I think in the next five games, so it's three game weeks, I do think he'll be benched in one. And I think with a couple, he'll be coming off early. And uh, with Arsenal, especially attacking assets, you want ones that you trust are going to be playing longer. So I wouldn't even put Martinelli in the top four Arsenal assets. Personally, I think it's uh, Saka, Erdegaard, Gabriel, uh, Inketia, and then I'd say Martinelli. So uh, that's what my order would be. Um, Crystal Palace versus Brighton. No one Crystal Palace I'm interested in at the moment, but with Brighton, Matoma's just been magnificent. Most purchased player once again <clears throat> this game week. Interested to know if many people know that they blank, but uh, he has been wonderful, absolutely brilliant. I'd love to bring him in, but, you know, they might have a double game week in 27, 26 or 27, I believe, but until that's announced, I won't be bringing in any Brighton players. The other player will probably be S. Estupinian, because it uh, looks like he's a short player on the left and also has an assist in, in him as well. <coughs> Next up, Fulham versus Nottingham Forest. I have Mitrovic, going to keep him. Andreas as well, he'll be on the bench, but no one I'd look to bring in there. Same with Nottingham Forest as well. A lot has to do with uh, what happens between Fulham and Wolves in the FA Cup uh, to find out who whoever goes out is going to have their fixture. I think uh, Fulham has Liverpool and Wolves have um, leads for game week 28. So waiting on there before looking at bringing or keeping any assets. Next up, Leicester versus Tottenham. James Madison's back. Looks absolutely brilliant. A player we should have an eye on, but someone we're not going to bring in just yet. Uh, but Leicester look a much better team with him. If you look at Tottenham, uh, no one I'd look to bring in. I have Harry Kane, of course, going to keep him. But then in 28, we'll eventually take him out for a player that doesn't blank because Tottenham are going to blank that game week. Next up, Southampton and Wolves. No interest in any players. I have Bueno. I'll keep him because he has a double game week. Probably won't even start both games. But, you know, uh, I, I, I just feel they're not people you really want to get. Perhaps Kilman, really. But, uh, you know, Wolves have not been that solid, apart from, obviously, the Liverpool game. But Liverpool have been struggling recently. Last game of Saturday is Bournemouth versus Newcastle. I currently have double defence in Trippier and Botman. I'm going to play them both for this game. And then uh, when that blank comes in in 25, I'm not going to sell him. I'm going to 
bench him because it sets me up for game week 28. Wouldn't look to bring in any Newcastle assets at the moment because, you know, they'll, they'll have the blank in 25 and also they don't have the double game week. Bournemouth, no interest whatsoever, and one of the teams I think will get relegated. Going on to Sunday, Leeds versus Manchester United. What a fantastic game that's going to be. I'm so excited for that. From a Leeds point of view, I think Nyonto is a wonderful player to bring in. Wouldn't even mind if people wanted to bring him in uh, because he is going to play in 25 and possibly will play in 28 as well, depending on what happens in the FA Cup. And uh, Leeds are just such an exciting team. With Manchester United, uh, I am taking out Bruno lightly for Mares, And um, you keep Rashford in short. I'm not going to play Shaw, I'm benching him, but I am going to play Rashford, of course. Probably the most informed player in the Premier League right now. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting what we're going to do because in game week 25, Manchester United blank and probably in 28 as well. So I'm just thinking might as well get rid of the likes of Bruno at the moment unless you're keeping him, keeping him as a placeholder for Salah in game week 25 who has a double, which a lot of man FPL managers, I believe, will do. <coughs> Me personally, I won't be doing that. Next game, Manchester City versus Aston Villa. Aston Villa, um, you know, they they have the double. They, they don't blank at 25 or 28, so you might want to look at some cheap defenders there just for the sake of uh, your squad, but not play him in this game, of course. Manchester City, really interesting who to go for. I have Haaland at the moment, and uh, I think I'm pretty set to do Bruno Tomares simply so I can do Martinelli to Saka. But if you, if you ask me for the three best Man City assets, very difficult. Maybe Mares, KDB and uh, De Bruyne, but you know you really don't know what's happening with that midfield at the moment. It's a risk. Even KDB's not nailed anymore. With defence as well, apart from Edison, no idea who starts. If you ask me which defensive asset would I go for, it would be Edison if I could, simply because you know he's going to start. But Manchester City haven't looked that solid defensively recently. Um, I do expect a win. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a battering. I think it could be a a narrow 2-0 or something like that. Comfortable, sorry, but, you know, not not like five, six goals. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting from an assets point of view what we're going to be doing. Next up is Liverpool versus Everton, Merseyside Derby. Um, <coughs> a lot of eyes are going to be from Liverpool assets simply because uh, they got the double game week in 25, so we want to assess how they're doing. Jota's back in training going to add a completely different dynamic to that front line and he's a wonderful finisher if Jota plays I think Salah simply becomes a better asset 20% because you know Salah can focus more on being what he is which is a killer from the right hand side uh, Darwin Nunes interesting to see how he performs of course in no interest in any defensive assets I think they've been the 19th I think they've been second worst since the restart in expected goals conceded so no interest at all in anyone defensively and then last but not least maybe a title decider Arsenal versus Manchester City I spoke about assets already more about the game I think Arsenal have to attack with intent to win this game and not just sit back and look to not lose because we could go eight points clear with a game in hand and that would really really probably get Man City to start questioning if they should prioritise the Champions League because, you know, our tails will be firmly up. We believe completely that we're going to win the league at that point. And it's kind of the ultimate asset test to see how good Arsenal are, which is playing Manchester City at home. So I think from a strategy point of view, I think we're going to go in to try and win the game. And I think that's the way we should do it because I personally think we can beat Man City with our team, especially at home, with the stadium absolutely rocking. It's going to be so exciting 
want to be so nervous from a Manchester City point of view. I could see them just make sure that they don't lose. I'm not saying they're going to do like a defensive approach, but I think more around let's make sure we don't lose this game because, you know, being just five points behind, sure, a game in hand would be for Arsenal is Man City will probably still fancy themselves because probably on paper they probably have a more favourable fixture list at least going away from home. And, of course, we go to Man City as well. So I think Manchester City will look at it more of, let's just make sure we don't lose this game. And, of course, if we get the opportunity, we'll take the win. But, uh, yeah, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, good luck for this game week. Hope your arrows are green. Also, make sure to follow me, Ray underscore Cure, on uh, Twitter. Make sure to follow the FPL Juice guys. And also make sure to uh, watch, a watch a stream every single Tuesday where um, I will be in this Tuesday. So make sure you don't miss that. Uh, starts at 6 p.m. And uh, we'll, we'll have guests, FPL Flair, and also we'll have a special guest. It'll be Nick's son. So that's going to be great as well. And he's an Arsenal fan, so an acquired taste, a classy taste. So yeah, guys, have a wonderful weekend and speak to you soon.